to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. This is Father Luke Mary from the Friars, and as you know, many are all of the local servants or the superiors of our friaries around the world are in New York right now for an annual meeting. We're kind of getting together, and uh, so I have here with me uh, Father Pascal. And Father Pascal is uh, one of our friars. He's serving at the San Antonio Friary in Matagalpa, Nicaragua. And uh, so I know many of you have been uh, praying. We had issued a, a message on our social media about praying for peace in Nicaragua. So we're going to get a little bit into what's going on down there, what it's like to be living and serving there. But before we get that started, now you had heard my interview with Brother Joachim, the you know who joined. So Father, just so you know, Father Pascal is a member of the same <laughs> class as Brother Joachim, the crazy class in 2003. Right? It was my first year of priesthood. Right. It's a really great group of guys joined that year and oh so many funny stories and so many great memories from that year we didn't have anywhere to live and you know there's all these funny things so uh, father why don't you just begin by telling us a little bit about kind of where you're from and how you ended up joining the friars so i'm from well first of all let me not take any responsibility for, for brother joachim he's yes I, I take no responsibility for him or what he does <laughs> disclaimer disclaimer <laughs> uh, i'm from massachusetts a group in the, in the western part of massachusetts um and I discovered the Friars, actually, I had fallen in love with St. Francis in my vocational journey, um, but I discovered our community through a Redemptorist priest, Father Phil Dabney, in, in New York. Um, and so he, through his introduction, I, I, I came to visit the Friars for the first time in 2002, and then visited throughout that year, and then, and then entered uh, in 2003, really looking for, uh, yeah, just a, an authentic, uh, sincere a heartfelt Franciscan life. Um, and, and I remember telling my, my, my parents when I came back from my first visit, this is it. I've, mm -hmm. I, I found it. This is, this is the place. And here I am 15 years later. What, what was their reaction? Because I know different parents have different reactions. So. At first, uh, well, I remember when, when I first told them that I was, thought I might be called to be a priest, uh, they, they told my brother, supposedly, according to my brother, they told him later on that they thought I was having a mental breakdown. <laughs> I needed an intervention. But uh, as, as the years went by and they saw that it wasn't a sort of a flash in the pan sort of thing, they, um, yeah, they, they begin to open themselves up to it. And then really, when I was, when we were, when I was a postulate that first, that first year, 2003, they came, I think it was for Thanksgiving, and, and meeting the friars and seeing us interact, that, that clenched it for them. Uh, and, and now, I mean, they, they couldn't be, they couldn't be happier with, mm -hmm. it's hard that I'm so far away yeah. down in Nicaragua, but they, they couldn't be happier that I'm, a, that I'm a priest, that I'm a friar. It's a real, real blessing for, from, for me, for sure, but also for my family. Wow. And, uh, you know, it, it is beautiful. Uh, sometimes you see, uh, you know, family members that aren't so sure, but then as time goes on, it's really like a family. And mm -hmm. I think many of us joined the CFRs because we felt that kind of a family attitude here. And, and as we grow and we're still holding on to that, which is great. And uh, that's one of my favorite things these last couple of days is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in New York, so I really miss these guys. It's so great to see them. They come back for this meeting. But uh, so anyways, um, so very, very special vocation that you end up uh, getting ordained to the priesthood, obviously. But now you've been serving. You were in Honduras, right? Mm -hmm. But now you're in Nicaragua. And uh, boy, that is just a very different world down there. And maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it is. So I, was, I was ordained in 2013 and was sent down to Honduras. So I was there for four years. 
and then a year ago I, w I was sent on to, to Nicaragua um, so I've been f five years now in, in Central America and yeah it certainly is it's it's a different world um, uh, poverty obviously is unlike what we have ever seen here uh, particularly in the, in the rural the rural parts of those countries um, but also and this is what I, one of the things I love about being down there uh, and maybe, maybe it's connected to the poverty I'm not sure but uh, such an openness to, to the Lord, such an openness to the faith. Uh, it's so easy to preach to people. Uh, they're, they're hungry for it. They, they know they need God at, at the end of the day. They know they need God. Uh, and so there's just there's an openness uh, and a desire for the gospel that, that draws out of me, who's a bit of an introvert and a, uh, a bit shy, that, that desire to, to, to step out and to, and, and to offer them the Lord uh, and to offer them the gospel. Um, so it's been it's been such a blessing my my five years down there, uh, and yeah, hopefully hopefully I'll have many more. Oh sure, more as well. And uh, you know, I remember visiting you guys down there, and I was really struck by just how it's a, uh, for all the problems Nicaragua has had politically, mm -hmm. um, even up until recent times. Uh, it was really it's a Catholic culture, you know, just the, the way people see life and. The, the, the way the feast days are celebrated <laughs> in the whole country and, you know, so different from what I've known growing up here in the U.S. But um, um, so any, any stories, anything, you know, funny things that have happened uh, over the years? I know there's some work at the local federal prison. <clears throat> there's like a local hospital. Um, and then there's like some chastity kind of retreats for young people. Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, what, what, just recently I, I was celebrating Mass at the, at the prison. We go there twice a week, once for Mass and once for sort of a formation uh, for some of the some of the inmates, so I went there to, to, to celebrate the mass. This was maybe about a month or so ago, um, and, and I don't know why exactly, but in Nicaragua they love baseball. Soccer's not that big, but baseball baseball's huge, and so they have an actual league inside the prison, a baseball league. Well, with real baseball bats. With real baseball bats, oh. real baseballs. It's oh. it's it's serious. Wow. Um, now, what if somebody hits the ball over the fence? <laughs> you know? you, you got to get a new one. Oh. You got to get a new one. Wow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so I was there for Mass, and I had, you know, so we, we celebrate Mass in kind of a multi-purpose mm -hmm. space for all kinds of things. So you just, there's nothing really there. You have to bring everything that you need. So we bring all the altar cloths and all the books, and we also bring uh, some portable speakers. For the music team, we have a mariachi band from the prison who does the music, which is which is wonderful. Um, speaker for them, and then, and then a speaker for the priests, because it's a little bit, even though it's not a big room, it's a bit hard to hear sometimes. So that particular day, there was a baseball tournament going on, ten feet from where I was celebrating mass. Wow! Uh, with nothing but partial concrete walls between between us and them. Massive speakers, blaring music, an announcer commentating the game to. Whoever happened to be watching it, I guess, I'm not really sure who exactly, uh, but extremely, extremely loud. And I, so I had brought our little portable speakers, but unfortunately they didn't work. Oh. I actually, I brought the wrong one. One works and one doesn't. And I That is so Franciscan, <laughs> by the way. It's classic. I brought the wrong speaker. So we're plugging it in and, okay, realize, oh, this isn't going to work. And as, as, the, as the game is just blaring and overwhelming everything, so... There's nothing I could do but literally scream the entire mass at the top of my lungs. Um, and so from the, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to go in peace, everything would literally scream at the top of my lungs. 
um, including the homily. So I got, you know, I sort of, I found myself sort of preaching like a, like a Pentecostal. I think just because I had to yell, it's, I sort of became like a Pentecostal. It's always, <laughs> and if you guys knew Father Pascal, <laughs> you would know this is so not him. Yes. Like, I'm loving this story. Okay, what happened? What happened? So I'm, I'm, I'm screaming this homily. It was, it was for the Feast of the Assumption. Uh, of Our Lady, the, the Nicaraguans you mentioned, Father Luke, they're, they're very Catholic and they're very Marian. Yeah. They love Our Lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a feast of the Assumption. So I'm screaming this homily about how Our Lady's in heaven and she sort of shows us the way and how we're, we're destined to be there as well. And, and her, particularly her humility, is what we can follow to, 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 to get where she is. And as I'm screaming this thing and yelling at these, <laughs> these prisoners to be humble, right, as, our, as Our Lady was. <laughs> and uh, and at, at the end of it, after it was a bit of a long homily, because I again I was in Pentecostal style, I got kind of carried away, which as you said is is not at all in my character, but that's what that's what came out. And and at the end of it, I got a standing ovation from these <laughs> from these prisoners that I was just yelling at for 15 minutes about Our Lady and, and, and humility. Um, but as, as you said, it was, it was typically Franciscan and typically Nicaraguan. Things don't work. There's no power. There's a lot of noise. You know whatever, whatever it was. It was it was a sort of a typical. Typical, beautiful uh, Nicaraguan experience, and and even just their, their response, right? I mean, to get a you don't really I don't, I'm not used to getting standing ovations at the end of homilies, certainly not in the United States. Um, so it was, it was yeah, it's just a, a beautiful, a, kind of crazy, but a but a, but a beautiful experience of really making a connection also with with, with the guys. I mean, you could you could see it in the in their faces. Um, they, they they understood, right? Um, and and again, they love Our Lady. And, and so they're even these, these kind of hardened criminals, which is what right, right to their hearts, you know, they, because they have such a heart for a lady. So it was a beautiful, yeah, a beautiful experience. I recently met that apostate of the, of the prison. Wow, thank you. And I, I remember visiting there a few times uh, and the friars were giving the guards uh, bottles of Coca-Cola, <laughs> which keeps everybody happy. That's right. you know? So, wow, that's, that's such a great snapshot there. Thank you for that image, that story. Um, so maybe we could just kind of conclude. Uh, we, we've all been praying for peace in Nicaragua. Some people have been seeing the stories, which mm-hmm. it hasn't been covered much in the U.S. media, but uh, you know, the, some of the bishops in the church and people being harassed by the mm-hmm. government. And I know it's a, a very, ten, um, what's the word? It's very delicate. Yeah. There. So maybe just a little word about that uh, right now at this time. Yeah, it, it has been. It, it began back in about mid-April, and there was kind of a really a popular uprising against the government that's been in power since 2007. Um, a lot, a lot of corruption. A lot of um, yeah. If, you, if you're not in the party, you're not a member of the country. Uh, and so I, I think people have just kind of gotten gotten sick of it. And so there's this sort of popular uprising in in, in, in mid-April. Um, and, there, and, and it was a moment of real hope. There was, there was a march in, in, in Managua that, according to, to, to some estimates, up, up, up to a million people were there. I mean, I, I saw some pictures uh, that was just, I mean, all these major um, boulevards in, in, in the city just filled with people, the blue and white Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan flags, just some amazing, amazing photos of, of, of national unity, um, desire, desire for change, desire for democracy, desire for justice, uh, of which there is not much uh, at present. Um, so re- a real beautiful moment of, of, of hope for the country that's been suffering for a long time. There was a dictatorship for three generations dating back to the early 20th century, first replaced by a communist dictatorship, uh, a few years of just normal, normal corruption, and then back to the, to the communist dictators. Um, so just a real desire that finally we, we just want to 
we just want our country. We just want to have democracy and, and have freedom. And um, but the the government responded very strongly towards the end of July. There was a really real big violent crackdown. So now a lot of young people in prison. A lot of kids have just disappeared. A lot of kids were killed. Um, so it's, it's there's this kind of real tense moment right now. Uh, the the open manifestations have have have, have stopped out of, out of out of fear. But all the, all the tension is still is still there. The church has become enemy number one because it's the only institution left in the country that's not the government. So they're, they're yeah, sort of public enemy number one. So it's a very a very difficult uh, moment for the for the for the country. And I think for us, the, the friars, we've really experienced it. I mean, all the trying to accompany people as they've lost their sons, um, or they're afraid they're going to lose their sons, or, or or their sons have fled the country out of you know, for fear of being arrested or killed. Um, so it's been a, a really a difficult, but a, but a beautiful opportunity to, to accompany people in a really serious situation. And particularly for us, I think, as, as foreigners, we, we've had the ability, I think, to, to really speak the gospel into it, the, the message of, of the cross, right? Yes, we're, the, we're, we're on the cross right now. You, you as Nicaraguans are on the cross right now, but that means the resurrection's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the, the local clergy it's different. We have one of our the priests of our diocese. His his nephew is is in the torture prison, El Chipote, oh. in, in in Managua, where they put the political prisoners. So they're so close to it. I think it's it's maybe harder for them to speak that word of hope. I mean, they're they're speaking words of no. We have to be strong. We have to be you know opposed to the injustice, which is very true. Um, but I think it's harder for them because it's so close to speak that word of hope. So I really think the Lord has us there uh, in this particular moment to be able to bring the gospel message uh, to the people in, in, in a really, really difficult time, but to, Jesus is the Lord. <laughs> Daniel Ortega, the president, at some point, sooner or later, he's going to die, he's going to pass away. Uh, the Sandinistas, the ruling party is going to pass away. Jesus is Lord, uh, and we can, we can trust in that. And even when we're on the cross, we can trust in that because he's already been there. Wow. So uh, it's, it's been a great, Opportunity for us, I think, to, to, to speak the gospel to people, uh, and, and yeah, to to bring hope, um, and, and, and and faith, in, in, in the midst of, of extreme challenges. Wow, and I and I know that you guys had the uh, the opportunity to, to ask the question: Should we leave as well? Mm-hmm. You made a decision of your own free will that you're going to stay there and stay with the people, and uh, I, I just feel there's this connection. A few years ago, the friars with the local diocese sponsored this shrine of this cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a mountain peak on the edge of the town where we are, and there's this. How big is the cross there? It's, it's 33 meters tall, so almost about 100 feet, a little over 100 yeah, feet. Yeah, with a big statue of Lady Guadalupe at the base, and it's on this peak called the Ponte or mm-hmm. Mountain of Peace. Right. And it's kind of become this like destination shrine, and there's this the coffee of the cross that's the sails of which are helping to keep the, mm-hmm. the lights on. on that's this right. Cross and. So maybe there is some connection there, just uh, the spirituality of the cross and uh, the culture of these mm-hmm. people and where we're serving. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, boy, thank you so much. It's just so edifying to think and hear about all of that. That uh, you know, the friars, the church are there in the midst of all that suffering, and uh, trying to bring the love of Jesus. So, um, as we conclude, any um, kind of spiritual pearl of wisdom, anything you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, I guess just along you know along those along those same lines, um, Jesus is Lord, <laughs> and right the, the the church here in the in, in the states is is also on the cross right now for, for different reasons, but but also also on the cross. Um, but Jesus is the Lord, and it's His church. He's Lord of history. 
it's in his hands, we're in his hands. As ugly as things get, as bad as things get, as, 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 as frustrated as people get, as angry as people get, um, and quite legitimately, Jesus is Lord. And, and nothing that we do or anyone else can do can change that. Um, so we keep our eyes on him, on the cross, and, and, and on Christ crucified and risen. Wow, thank you. I really needed to hear that today. Thank you. So, all right, Father Pascal, God bless you and the brothers down there. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. God bless you. Peace. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm-hmm.